This is Notably Texan on 88.9 KETR. I'm Matt Minky. I recently had the opportunity to speak with a pioneering Texas singer-songwriter who has been carving her own path in music since 1968. Her extensive career has carried her from alt-country cowpunk bands in California to a recording stint in Nashville and back to Texas where she joined to sleep at the wheel for a time and where she continues to make the music her heart desires. Often going against the mainstream grain, her love for old-school rock and roll has drawn her to be known as the Rockabilly Philly, and her skills on guitar garnered her the alternate nickname of the Chick with the Pick. She's just releasing a new series of singles with her newly formed backing band, The Talisman, and it's notably Texan's pleasure to speak to the Rockabilly Philly herself, Rosie Flores. Thank you so much for speaking with Notably Texan today. I've been playing your music for years and years, and it's a real treat to get to talk to you for the first time. Oh, well, I feel the same way. Thank you for playing my music. Where do I uh, find Rosie Flores today? I'm at home. I live in Austin, Texas, and I've been here. This is the third time I've moved back to Texas. I was born in San Antonio, about an hour and a half from here. Right. uh, South of here, and um, we left for... San Diego, um, California, when I was really young, I was just 11, we um, came back here to visit our relatives every other summer. So I would always spend, I guess I did a lot of growing up in San Antonio, even though I didn't live there, because I would always come and spend the summertime with my cousins and aunts and uncles. It was a really big family in San Antonio. But I I love Texas. the heat's a little bothersome because I'm an outdoorsy kind of girl. Okay. And, um, you know, I like I like watching the sunset, and I'm not a really big fan of uh, mosquito um, <laughs> repellent. Right. And so <laughs> I haven't really got that figured out yet. But I don't know. For, I'm here for now, and I'm happy to be here now. I don't know if it's, it's going to be my forever home, but I've been here this time for going on 16 years. Oh, okay. And, uh, and this is why I asked, so, because I knew that you had moved yeah. around uh, quite a bit, so I just wasn't actually sure if you were still living in Austin or not. <laughs> I know. like People have a hard time keeping up with me, for sure. <laughs> I have really felt like, you know, when I left Nashville and moved here, I really felt like it was the right decision, um, and I've, I've just gained so many great relationships and friends and musician co-arts and you know bands that I've gotten to work with while I've been here it was just better for me to fit in um, musical wise musician wise friend wise even uh culinary wise (laughs) uh just different than Nashville you know and uh it was nice there but I always kind of felt like I was a little bit out of place you know and yeah and here I just came in and you know, it's just like it's like I was home, you know. And so um, it's kind of like the same way I feel about Southern California. I really have always felt like that was home to me, too. So I go back and forth. I don't know. Who knows? I may end up moving back again. But a lot of great musicians here, you know, and uh, a lot of talented people have are, have been drawn here. And, and, you know, even though it's become a really big, crowded city, um 
you know, back in the day uh, when I first started coming, it was not popular to live here, and it was only the locals that knew how uh, dear it was to be here. Right. And everybody was like, don't tell anybody how cool it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's keep it a secret, you know, and I'm, Everybody was always afraid of Austin turning into L.A., and I'm like, well, guess what, folks? It's turning into New York City. <laughs> right, right. I, I realize, I've definitely heard the lament about yeah. uh, about the changes in Austin, but uh, obviously it still yeah. still has that draw, and there's just nowhere else like it in, in Texas or maybe even the nation for sure. So Yeah, it's still special. You know, we, we had a terrible thing happen on 6th Street with the, the sh- you know, young juvenile shooters. And- right. You know, we had a, that was just like back in the day, that would have never, ever, you just, it was like the safest place. You know, the whole world has gone ape anyway, so it's, you know, it's not just taxes. I'm little but I'm loud, dangerous and proud. Notably, Texan is speaking with Rosie Flores today on 88.9 KETR, and she has some tips on how to have a more positive outlook on life. You know what my my thing is? Everybody's got to do the happy dance. You know, everybody's <laughs> to wake up in the morning and do the happy dance, happy dance, you know, lighten up, you know, and just kind of de-stress about everything and look for that, you know, that bright spark in the day. Put your favorite record on, you know, or not everybody has a record player. I, I'm, I'm an audiophile that way. <laughs> but, you know, put put your favorite station on. Put your Rosie Forrest station <laughs> That's right. On, you know, play play some music that's upbeat. Okay, you're, you guys are, are visiting with a woman that uh, had to live alone during the whole pandemic and be, you know, all of a sudden just shut in. Uh, and shut out uh, is how I felt. Thank God I had friends that were would deliver groceries for me, and uh, then I I got on. I'm actually still getting groceries delivered to me, you know. And I'm I'm like at least I'm getting out a little bit now, but I still have kind of a little bit of fear of being, you know, indoors with a whole lot of people. But you know, I I just love singing. I really. Um, enjoy it. So then I also have a brand new single coming out that I think you know about. Yes, I do. With with Rosie Forrest and the Talisman. Can you tell me about the Talisman group that you put together? You bet. Anybody I, I talk to in town about this band, they go, oh, well, you have the best band in town. You have the best <laughs> players in town. I'm nice. like, I know. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it all started with this amazing drummer. His name is Chris Sunset. Chris Sunset. And uh, he is such an amazing talent. He uh, not only is a great drummer, he plays he plays guitar, he plays piano, he plays French horn, he sings, he writes. He had been uh, filling in with my, my last band, the Rosie Ford Review, and all of a sudden he would jump in there and start singing harmonies with me, and I was like, wow, 
you are a, such a great singer. And so during the pandemic, when I was getting by, and I'm actually still doing it. Did you know about my live stream called Three's a Charm? Yeah. I did it on, on you do? Well, you yeah, I've been doing a lot of research about you. So I knew that you oh. were you were keeping busy yeah. during the pandemic with some uh, stuff online. Yeah, I, did, I think I did it at least 48, 49 episodes. And uh, I decided to keep it really short and just did, uh, you know, three songs. So I called it Three's a Charm. And I would pick three songs either by John Prine or three songs by the Beatles or three songs by Bob Dylan or Tom Petty, you know, just or Rosie Flores. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I just had a great time researching all these wonderful artists' music and like listening all I would listen, you know, for, you know, four or five days and I'd go, okay, those are my three favorites. And then I would spend the next three days learning all the guitar parts. And I mean, hey, it was a pandemic. I didn't have anything else to do. Well, right. <laughs> There's nothing so, wrong with that. One of the weeks was uh, I decided to do the Everly Brothers. And I went, oh, I'm going to call that Chris up and see if he'll sing harmony with me. And sure enough, he was all about it. And we worked up a bunch of songs and picked three. And when we were watching the playback with his wife, Rebecca, and I said, you know, Chris, I didn't know our voices sounded that good together. <laughs> and he goes, oh, wow, he really does, doesn't it? And I said, yeah. He goes, you know, I have some studio time. We could go record that if you wanted to. And I'm like, really? So that's kind of how the Talisman started. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was just a fantastic uh, accident. And so we recorded this song called So Sad by the Everly Brothers. We needed to put this out so other people could enjoy it because it's got a very kind of a magical blend that it just kind of draws. It makes you have a certain kind of feeling. You know, get songs that give you an immediate feeling like that is that kind of a magical thing that happens um, needs to be heard and needs to be shared, you know. Let's see if you get that immediate feeling from this new release by Rosie Flores and the Talisman. This comes out officially on Friday. And we'll talk more with Rosie after we listen to this new song, So Sad, on Notably Texan. We used to have good times together But now I feel them slip away
officially releasing on July 9th, a cover of the old Everly Brothers song, So Sad, performed by Rosie Flores and the Talisman, which you just discovered on Notably Texan. This is 88.9 KETR. And I recently had the pleasure of speaking with Rosie Flores from her home in Austin. Seems like when I get in new music here at, uh, at the station, it's like maybe one or maybe two out of ten new songs I preview for the show is, is by a female artist. And I see you oh. as a shining example of why we need more women in music, especially women who kind of follow their own path and make the sounds that they want to. So what would you say Thank to you. encourage women to follow their dreams of music? I've told a lot this to a lot of females that were coming up, and um, you know I've certainly produced three or four, you know, females as well. And I always just say, you know, follow your heart and do it from the heart and and don't do it for anybody else but your your own drive, you know. Because I, I mean, that's kind of how, what's been my ethic since I was, um, you know, quite young. I mean, I, I started singing because I loved the feeling of singing and it I felt like it made people around me happy when I sang because I would sing and it would make me happy. And then I would see that it made other people happy. Like my, you know, when you're young, it's your mom and dad and your aunts and your uncles and your friends. And I was like, wow, you know, I can make people happy by singing and that makes me happy. And so that joy is what I've been chasing for my whole life. And whenever somebody, you know, like when I first got signed to uh, uh, Warner Brothers and they were like, well, we we really think that you shouldn't do rockabilly that, you know, they would say, well, rockabilly is a kiss of death. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Wow. Like, it's so upbeat and well, radio won't play that, you know. And I'm like, oh, well, what will they play? And it's like, oh, you know, stuff like by Reba McIntyre. And I'm like, but that's not my style. I want to play... Tammy Wynette and Hank Williams music and Buddy Holly stuff and Elvis, you know, and, um, you know, I just want to sing beautiful melodies, you know, and I want it to be about the melody more than, you know, have it be written by some hit song. I want to write my own songs. And, you know, so the fact that I had um, my own ideas and was trying to follow my passion and my heart, uh, I didn't. I didn't get anywhere with them, and they they deemed me difficult to work with. You know? <laughs> well, little old, little old me, you know, trying to you know just do it. I just wanted it to be the best it could be, and you know, a lot of people loved what I did, and I did pretty well in um, in the European market, probably even better in the European market than I did in America. But um, I did you know, garner quite a few fans and, uh, you know, I, I was having a great time being on, oh gosh, it was like being a country star for a couple of years, you know, I yeah. got to be on TNN and do videos and, you know, do a lot of Nashville TV and I uh, got nominated for best new female vocalist. Um, and I was up there with Holly Dunn and, um, yeah, what's her name? Uh, Pam Tillis. You wow, know. yeah. And I was on TV, and you know, I I really thought I was making it big. I really did, and and you know, for a couple of, couple of years there, I did have quite a a good name. You know, 
people would recognize me and I got so much, you know, I've been going through my boxes here in the garage and I've found so many, still a lot of uh, collections of fan letters. Oh, nice. And uh, that I meant to send pictures to and, you know, a file of, you know, get to these later and then life happens, you know, and you just miss it. (laughs) But I thought, oh man, if I could, I wonder if people still live there. I want to, I'd love to send them something now. I was going to say, what sorry, a, it's late. What a treat that would be to get that all those years later. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, you know. Oh God, I wish I'd found it when it, during the pandemic when I had more time. But <laughs> right, you know, I I still like held those as a special thing, you know, because nobody writes you letters anymore. You know, those are treasures to have, you know. So I have a couple, I've enlisted a couple of friends that are going to come over and help me go through all these papers and, and stuff and try to figure out uh, just how to organize it and store it. And, you know, there's everything from T-shirts to posters to fan letters and press. I saw on your site that you've actually got a uh, an Etsy page set up where you've got some of, some of your uh, old uh, get-ups available for sale, I think, right? Oh, that's right. Thanks for mentioning. Yeah, um, it's called Rosie's Rock and Roll Rags Yeah, <laughs> on etsy.com. And, uh, yeah, I pulled out, when, when I did move, I moved into this little place across the street from where I used to live. Um, it just was a better place for me health-wise and everything. And um, this is beautiful, you know, area where I feel like I'm in a tree house and I've got this beautiful deck that I could go out on and breathe fresh air and it was a, it was the best place you could have that I could have landed for uh, being stuck in at home during a pandemic yeah. you know and <laughs> having you know a beautiful place to be solitary you know Today on Notably Texan, we're speaking with the chick with the pick herself, Rosie Flores, who checked in with Notably Texan from her home in Austin. She's got a new series of singles out on Friday with her new outfit, Rosie Flores and the Talisman. And a few minutes ago, I played one of those new songs, So Sad. So we cut that one, we finished that and mixed it, and we decided we'd do one more so we could do, um, because Mule Kick Productions... I uh, thought it'd be great to do a two-sided, double-sided single. Yeah. And so we cut a song that I'd written uh, as a, an answer to one of my old uh, hits, the little hit I had called Crying Over You. I Got a Right to Cry uh, came out really good, and we got Emily Gimble to play piano on it with us. And so we've got a slow, uh, little emotional, sad, sweet song, and we got a, an upbeat rocker.
This is Rosie Flores from Austin, Texas. Nothing better than Texas radio here by Matt Minky, notably Texan, 88.9 KETR. I'm so excited that, you know, people like guys like you, DJs like you, I mean, will be playing the song on the, on the airwaves and, uh, it's, it's just going to be sound. It's going to sound so good. I, I'm so excited. We're a listener-supported station here, and I, I undoubtedly uh, know that you've dealt with a lot of public stations uh, through the years because we're often the stations that that kind of give attention to the type of music that you make. You know, the stuff that's a little outside the mainstream. Uh, so I was hoping that you oh. maybe could make some comments about public radio and how important it is to you, not just as a performer but as a listener. Public radio and public TV, even. Um, it's probably what's on my speakers and that I listen to more than anything. I, I just think there's more truth in it, you know. I think that it's more the songs uh, that I hear are more truthful. Um, there's there's not a lot of, uh, you know, it's not about, you know, what commercials and what we're going to sell and that kind of stuff, you know. And uh it, it's just important to me when people actually uh, play me because it makes me feel like, hey, I'm one of those guys, you know, that people pay attention to the stuff I I write and sing. Because I am, I am and have always been left of center. And the center is, is you know, middle, another word is middle of the road. I've never wanted to be middle of the road. I've always wanted to be you know, unique in everything I did, whether it be how I dressed or the paintings that I did or the songs that I wrote or how I played guitar. And maybe that comes from the influences that I've had watching and listening to PBS, you know, and public radio. Um, When I was living in Los Angeles, there was a public radio station that had me on as a guest quite often. And I just was so proud they would invite me to come and do a live show, you know, a good 45-minute live show with my band. They had the best sound, and they would interview me. And I would listen to all the other, uh, KCRW was it, and, you know, I would listen to all the other musicians that were on there and learn about their stories. And that's just for me. Uh, that's the kind of radio that I just think is so uh, entertaining and and very educational, too, you know. So we're all still learning. I'm always still trying to learn. I, I love listening to those kind of interviews, and I love seeing uh, documentaries and biographies and stuff like that. You keep disappointing me and making me listening to 88.9 KETR. This is Notably Texan. I'm your host, Matt Minky, and our special guest today is Rosie Flores. 
you've got such a wonderfully eclectic list of albums through the years, and I still love to pull out the uh, the title cut from that album you did with the Pine Valley Cosmonauts in 2009, uh, Girl of the Century. Wow. Anything you can tell oh, me about wow. that song? Oh, that's so cool that you pulled that one out. Okay, the story behind that. Um, okay, first of all, I know you're a Steve Earle fan. Of course. <laughs> and the guy that, how could you not be? Right. If you like my music. The guy, uh, Tony Fitzpatrick, who's the artist that that does all of his album covers forever. I, I don't know how many album covers he's done, but, you know, over 15 probably. And he's, Steve Earle's got that, you know, they're always like really intricate art, artsy. Fitzpatrick is, he kind of does uh, pen and ink and he does like collage and he draws, he puts a little poetry around his you know, a piece of art. And um, I met him once because Steve Earle's producer, uh, Ray Kennedy, was helping me uh, do overdubs and uh, finish mixing my Dance Hall Dreams record that I had actually cut live. Uh, But we overdubbed and got it mixed, mastered and everything. And so Tony Fitzpatrick and Steve Earle came to the listening party at the the, uh, studio. This artist showed up and he brought me uh, one of his, uh, a frame, or one wasn't framed, but I had it framed, a uh, piece called Rosie's Pony. And it's like a little pony that he had drawn with kind of like a circus hat, uh, for a circus thing on its head, like horses. Okay. The feathers and the ornate. And so this guy, Tony Fitzpatrick, and I became friends from that point on. And when I was in, uh, when I was cutting in Chicago, uh, he, with, you know, John Langford, who was producing uh, Girl of the Century, with his band, the Pine Valley Cosmonauts, um, we would go visit Tony Fitzpatrick at his studio, and he was like, Rosie, uh, I want to do the cover to your record. I'm going to do the cover. And he, which actually he didn't, but that's another story. Okay. <laughs> uh, he said, but you don't have to pay me. Just just do, if you would, wouldn't mind you know, here's a book of my, you know, paintings. And if you would make a song out of one of the paintings. Okay. And the uh, painting I chose was Girl of the Century. And so what I did was I took that painting and some of all the poetry that he had written on not only that painting, but some a couple of the other paintings. And I took the word, we took the words off of his, artwork and we put me and john put music to it oh wow okay you know so that's how that song came about i mean it's just really i mean i wish i could do like a whole album of stuff with those guys and his paintings because you know he's such a great writer and you know just how we chose to put them together and where the verses should be and you know, and how, what the melody was. And I just think you are so cool for digging that song. <laughs> I love that, how it came out. It's really different, you know. And that explains a lot about how that song really kind of paints a picture when you listen to it. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. She dresses, hearing the murmur of harlequins and clowns. She chooses the act of songs, sweet birds, arias, music that resemble a secret language. She is a peddler of nocturnes and riddles. 
2009, that's Rosie Flores and the Pine Valley Cosmonauts with Girl of the Century. And speaking with Notably Texan today from her home in Austin is the Girl of the Century herself, the chick with a pick, the rockabilly filly, Rosie Flores. Well, yeah, that yeah. one, again, not a new song, but I still love to pull that out on the show and, and many of your other uh, recordings, too. Still love playing uh, Simple Case of the Blues and uh, all kinds of other stuff that you've been doing lately. I'm so eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes you fit in so much on this show because we play exclusively Texas artists of any genre. So well, that gives me a really wide palette, and it's nice to have artists like you that make music of such a wide range because I like to play a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Anybody that plays music, you know, we all need each other's support. And that's what keeps people going. If we didn't have music, I mean, people would just walk around really sad. There would be no happy dancing. That's right. You know? I noticed during the pandemic when I was starting to feel sad that if I put a, some music on and figured out a way to do the happy dance, that it just put me in a good mood, you know. And so I would start my show off with that. And I'm still starting my show off with that every day. And, and people just, it just makes them feel good. And it, they were like, oh, it helps us get through the week, you know, and you're, I'm just chilly, you know, try to make people <laughs> laugh and, you know, and try to be goofy, you know, I don't, I don't take myself too seriously, you know, so I hope other people don't as well. Well, uh, Rosie, yeah. I, I, I want to thank you again so much for uh, spending all this time with us on, on Notably Texan today. And uh, like I said, I, I look forward to talking to you uh, hopefully next time face-to-face. Heck yeah, I look forward to that. And it, it's a pl- it was a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for your support and playing my kind of music and other people like me's kind of music and keep the world going round. You know, world of music has to keep going round and, and developing and you know, hopefully many, many young artists are going to be inspired by what I do and other people, you know, in, in my age group. And hopefully we can inspire some of the younger ones to get out there and be unique and uh, play it from the heart. If you'd like to find out more about the artist, her website is rosieflores.com. That's R-O-S-I-E. F-L-O-R-E-S rosieflores.com and there are links to her social media on that site as well and a huge thanks again to Rosie for being so sweet and for donating so much time to the show today here's one more from Rosie Flores from 2012 off the record Working Girls Guitar it's called If I Could Be With You this is notably Texan on listener supported 88.9 KETR <laughs> 